Vikings versus Lions, the preview show. Isn't it almost amazing that we can make this many mistakes and still be in the the, the in game the at game. Lambo? We're still in the Arrowhead game. Yeah. We're still in this game. When you think about this, I was talking to Manbear going, we made mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake, and we were one drive away from winning. Now, what would happen if this team was team was mentally tough and didn't make all these blunders? What would happen? They would the Vikings would almost be unstoppable. They The gang is here. We are going to discuss this Sunday's game where the Detroit Lions come to town to play our Minnesota Vikings. How you doing, Drew? No one cares how I'm doing. Of course they do. Oh, we're waiting for. We're waiting for. We're, we're getting on with the next game after that Monday nighter. I'm doing good. Good. What did you think of that, uh, I sent you guys that comment we got from, on Daily Norseman, i got to find it now, from that Seattle Seahawks fan that's been listening to our show now for over a year. Really? Yep. I wanted to give a shout out. He goes, as a Hawks fan, I realize your content isn't targeted to me. But I just wanted to say, I really enjoyed this podcast so much. I've been following it since last year. Love the camaraderie between the three of you. It's a great show. And he goes, he also hates playing the Vikes. They scare him every damn time. But he'll be rooting for us the rest of the season. That is up until we meet Seattle in the playoffs. We haven't beat him in 12 years, but they scare him. That's a bunch of shit. They don't scare him. Come on, man. But that was... You gave me a scare there. You gave me a scare at the beginning of that because you said I want to give a shout-out. You said shat. It frightened me. I didn't know what I was going to see next. It's for our Indian Hawks fan. So, Indian Hawks fan, we appreciate you listening. Thanks. Yeah, Indian Hawks fan. Thank you. We are an army of one now. Yes. Chad, how are you doing? If I was any better, I'd be against the law. Let's like Let's go. Do it. All right. We're coming off that wonderfully terrible. It was terrible. It was a wonderful Discour- drive. Discouraging game on Monday night. But as typical Vikings, we're going against a team that we should easily. Yes, football gods. Fox! What, are you doing? What, is he, what, is, what are they doing here? <laughs> but well, that that's the traditional pattern. They get beat, and then they go stomp somebody. Stomp somebody that's below 500, right? And oh, Detroit is below 500. Now, however, they are starting Blau. I don't know if he's a rookie or if he's just never played before. He's a he, rookie, and he, went, he threw for 280 yards against the Bears defense, which is a defense... That I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with current events, 
is better than the Vikings, Minnesota Vikings. Defense. Which probably means he's going to look like Joe Montana against Minnesota. Well, they have the seventh-ranked offense and the seventh-best passing offense, and those both higher than us. So yeah, but you can't get that all. The, yeah, they yes, do. they do. They have the seventh-ranked passing offense, and we're thirteenth on total. Yeah, there you go. It uh, should be easy. Easy game. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, that's on NFL numbers and their total production. Um, but yes, it's seventh, and it's you can't give that all to Blau because he's only played one game, but. It's one of those things. I said it for a reason. Not to piss off the football gods, but because it's one of those trap-like games, you know, where right now the the line is in double digits. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I hate double-digit betting lines. Because it, it is too close there's too many things that can go wrong. We've all seen it. We're all Vikings fans that could put this down to crapper. We could be in that implosion time period of the season. You know, we did it last year. What's to say we don't implode this year? Any comments other than being mad at me for saying it should be easy? On paper, it should be. But we know better. The football gods know better. Everybody we knows average, better. Yeah, the Vikings average 376 yards a game offensively. Detroit averages 377. That's one yard more, but it's equal to where we're at. We're seventh and eighth. So we're equally across the board offensively. We're pretty much the same. Yeah. What's, and with what's our, their running? What's that? What's their running game ranked, Drew? Their Lions offensive running game is ranked 18th, and their passing game is 7th. So, I mean, their real problem as a team is, is, is defense. I mean, offensively, and I don't know, Ted, if that was mostly generated during the Matt Stafford time before he broke his back or whatever, but still, seventh is seventh. Um, they want to throw the ball. They're not a very good running team. I don't consider 18th being really anything to worry about because, of the, you know, well, after last week, I worry about everything after that performance. But, yeah, that was we, – we fell – the Vikings fell from the fifth rushing defense – to 15th in one week. Are you kidding me? Yeah, dude. It's bad. That's it's what happens when you shut, try to shut down the pass and leave the running lanes wide open. That's a big drop-off for one week. I mean, the Vikings overall, Ted, it, it, let me tell you, uh, the KC game, when was that, week nine? Uh, he's one yeah. A month ago? We were yeah. fifth. I looked back at my sheets. We were fifth overall. We're going into this Detroit game 16th. In a wow. Month. Wow. So things are falling apart, and they're falling apart fast, gentlemen. Something has to be figured out. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I think everything I think everything is good because I saw uh, right before we, we started recording that Xavier Rhodes uh, apologized for his outburst and said he'll be better. Yes. So I, I think all is well now with the Vikings secondary. I it's saw good. that, too. They'll be fine. Super Bowl, oh, boy! <laughs> <laughs> See you in Miami. <laughs> you can't you can't blow up like that on the sidelines over something that's your fault. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean I was it was it you drew that put up where the they showed you, you showed a, a screenshot of the formation right before that sixty yard touchdown because after the play on the sideline, if I if I remember things that happened Monday, he came up well 
Anthony Barr came up to him and he just kind of kind of shoved him in the chest. Blew off Barr. Yeah. And uh, and then he went to Harrison Smith like, "Where were you over the top?" And Harrison Smith was blitzing, right? Yes, he was I mean, in the I box. Mean, he, he came off the edge and blitzed on that. Play. Yeah, yeah. The play design on that play had Harrison Smith at the line of scrimmage off the edge, and and it had Anthony uh, Harris. Yeah. On the other side of the field, field because they had two receivers on that side. And when I froze that picture and put it up there, Ted, the one thing that was funny is Rhodes' head was turned right towards where Smith was standing. Yeah. So, there's no way that, he couldn't have known he had nobody up top to help him. He, he had to know. He was what one thing is, is that if he didn't notice him, his head's not in the game. That's what really – that's Very the true. bigger concern to me is he's not thinking out there. Yeah. Well – um, Luke Braun, who does Locked On Vikings, his theory is that he's thinking too much, that he's in his head, that he's gone full tilt in the gambling sense where things aren't going right. So he's trying to double down and he's trying to do things, but it's in his head that he goes, I made a mistake. I got to fix it. So he's thinking more. And the more he thinks, the more he makes mistakes because he's catching himself out of position He's slow. He's not reading things right. You know, he's not playing the ball he used to. He used to be the lockdown receiver where all he cared about was the football, right, and his receivers. Now he doesn't have the skills anymore, not making the right decisions to do that. So he – and they're playing him off. Well, he's now got to read routes and read formations and read this and read that and know where – the safeties are and who's got what responsibilities and that all that additional thinking of having to know that it's, it's colliding and causing literally a tilt, like on a pinball machine. And it's just, it's locking up and he's not making proper decisions. He's not following. It's not instinctual anymore. And that's so, killing him. So what, you, what, go ahead, what, what you're saying is uh, something you're goes wrong. And he psyched himself out, and 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 things snowball, kind of like Michigan against oh, Ohio State. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I okay. can't even argue with it. That was the but, same kind of snowball effect. I I have nothing to say. That's I thought. I mean, <clears throat> that's that's a good point. Yeah, and and Rhodes has gotten, he gets progressively like, and I, I hate to use an analogy because I know you're a Michigan fan, Drew. But it's like any time you start thinking about it, you only make the condition worse. And I, that's, that's exactly what's happening. I, I, somebody I saw, I don't know if it was on Daily Norseman or on Twitter, uh, is, it, is it time to bench Xavier Rhodes? And the only, re- the only reason I say no is because Mike Hughes isn't any better. And then if you, if you bench him or you don't want to play Hughes, then you've got to kick Mac Alexander out, out to the – out to the side, and I think he's way better as a as a slot dude. So I, I think the Vikings are going to roll with Rhodes. And again, we've said it before; they're going to have a lot of tough questions to ask about whether or not Xavier Rhodes can be a member of the Minnesota Vikings next year. Well, there's a few reporters that have commented that Xavier Rhodes looks thicker than he used to. Now, I was going to ask you guys about that. When I see the replays and watch him, doesn't he? He looks like fatter. I mean, I don't know what it is. is. Fatter or does he put on more muscle? It's and... bulkier, he looks like. He looks like, like realistic Randy said, he should be on the Peloton for 100 days. I mean, he just looks big. He looks like out of out of sorts or something. He looks big. 
looks like a linebacker out there. He looks slow. His yeah, whole body build is slow. Yeah. His body build is bigger. He looks like Barry Bonds from the Pirates to the Giants to me. Well, and, and there are athletes that put on too much muscle mass, and it deters their performance. So well, you know, we know, you know there's athletes that get fat. The reason but, I say you got to sit him, and I understand what Ted's saying, but when you come to the sidelines, he's acting like Harrison Smith was behind him and vacated the spot. That's what he's – and everybody knows that's not true. So if you're over there throwing a tantrum and every single guy and coach on the side, every players and coaches all know that you're full of shit, that's when you got to – sometimes if you sit a guy down for a game, and I mentioned this in the post I wrote a while back about, about hockey players. Sometimes they sit them down, they put them up in the booth to watch when they're really having problems on the ice. They'll mm-hmm. put them up in the booth to watch for a couple games, bring them back down. They're night and day. They're completely different. And sometimes if you sit a guy down, he can gather his thoughts and get himself. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes benching for a guy will do, do him some good if he wants to come back. Well, to that, though. Can I Holden mean, Hill play any worse, Ted? I mean, come on. Probably well, not. Or but, Hughes. And we kept. And we, and we yeah, talk Hughes about, can be worse. Hughes has been terrible as a, as, a, as a cover guy. He's been absolutely horrid. So, no, Hughes is not the answer. Well, they have that passer rating. Yeah, get this. Passer rating that I heard on Courtney Cronin's show, 132 are the quarterback passer ratings against Rhodes. 132, which is really bad. Holton Hill, even though it's a smaller sample size, Holton Hill is 67. Really? And I know it's less work than, but it's still numbers are numbers. Why not? Why not give him a chance? to, to, To your point about him being benched, after that, I'm pretty sure it was a touchdown. Zimmer did bench him, and he benched him, and I, I didn't see him for a while. The next time I remember seeing Xavier Rhodes on the field was when he caused that fumble uh, of DK Metcalf. So maybe it's a little bit. I, I don't know. Something that, but, but that – Xavier Rhodes has gone from a, a shutdown guy that, that took away one side of the field to a guy they're going to throw at until he proves he can stop them. And he can't stop anybody right now. I mean, it's a complete 180 from two years ago. My point is, it seems like an avalanche at this point. You got win yeah. play on the field. You got you got misreads, guys burning him for touchdowns, and he gets personal fouls. He's on the sidelines pushing Barr. Barr's trying to explain to him the design of the pushing teammates, yelling, having a tantrum, sitting him down for a game and get his fucking head straight and go. It doesn't hurt to do that to a player now and then. And at this point, why not try that? And then he comes back after a game, and maybe he's better. Hopefully. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to give it a shot. I don't know that – again, I just don't know that, that Holton Hill over a, an entire game would be better. No, I, I, don't, I, and I don't know that either, but I know a wide receiver sprinting by a guy for a t- – that touch, 60-yard touchdown, you can't have that. That's true. Yeah, you can't that's give up point. one of those every day. You're not going to win games. Yeah, true. Very true. So, I, I don't I don't know. Zimmer loves him, though, so he's probably not going to get benched. Probably not. Uh, my deal is, yeah, Hughes has Hughes has showed moments, but he, others he's not been. He's obviously coming off last year's injury to the knee, but he was a first-round draft choice. Holton Hill obviously has skills, too, and is valued because if he didn't, he would have been dropped before the end of his eight-game suspension. They wouldn't have kept him. You know, just because of cost or whatever. They wouldn't have dropped him. They would have, you know, they value him, but sure. they're, they're not playing him. When if Rhodes or Waynes 
or any of those guys start playing like crap, you know, pull them off and get these other guys in. If, if for anything, fresh legs, right? Because if they're throwing, if they're running long all the time and they're getting beat, well, give those legs a rest. Give them a series off, you know, and put one of the other yeah. guys in. It's not going to hurt. You're pulling me out. Fred, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It just no, I, to I, me makes sense, I, David. Yeah, it did, and I think I think after they benched him and he came back in, it he he played better. He caused that fumble. So yeah, maybe there's something to it. I they they got to figure out something though. There's only four games left, uh, and this secondary is not ready for the playoffs. They're just not. They're going to get oh, crushed. No. They're going to get smoked in the playoffs. And Harrison okay. Smith didn't look top of this game, but we we expected that because he had a what, the hammy and then just two weeks off and he's playing through through it, so he wasn't a hundred percent. Thankfully Aunt Harris was but that's just God, what about that middle of the interior of the defensive line, guys? That was they were just getting blown out Monday yeah. night. They well, were getting they were getting pushed into lockers like a like a kid getting bullied in high school all night long. Well, they said with Limbo's surgery, that's a normally a six to eight week recovery time, right? He came back after what three? Jalen Holmes, where's he at? He hasn't done anything. Well, he's due. He's due to play though, right? Well, he wasn't even active last weekend. Neither was Mataafa. Nope. And I didn't see Julio Johnson even play. Was he? I don't know who was in there, but it was just. Big oh. giant gaps that Carson was running through, and I'm going, holy shit. Uh, remember when everybody was fired up that Shamar Stephan came back to shore up the run game? Right. Because, and the whole idea of those in t- two interior guys is they're supposed to consume blockers, right? So it frees uh, up the linebackers to come in and fill the holes. That didn't happen. Damn it. What was that number about Shafar, Shamar Stephan compared to Richardson that you had? Last, last year, Richardson, Tony Richardson had 47 pressures. Sheldon, Sheldon Richardson. Tony, Tony Richardson's a retired fullback. That's right. Well, I'm sure he pressured too. But anyways, um, <laughs> Sheldon Richardson had 47 QB pressures. Shamar Stephan this year so far has six. Weak, 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 weak. I mean... That was well timed, wasn't it? it had to be. <laughs> hey, so, we got we got two of the best defensive ends in the league, probably the best pair in the league. They they've been leading. I didn't, didn't look this week, but up until last week, they were like number one and two in quarterback pressures, not sacks, but quarterback pressures. They're up there in sacks too. But when they come and close from the outside, and you got nothing to stop a quarterback going up the middle, the quarterback steps up. The outside, the outside guys push him to the middle, and the middle guys get him. It's not that you know. It's simple. It's a football for a hundred years. Well, it's supposed to. It's supposed to be that way. We had it last year with a healthy Linval and Sheldon Richardson. We do not have it this year because they couldn't afford Sheldon Richardson. Well, we'll see. I, I, I remember. I remember the beginning of the year. I said the Vikings defense was going to regress, and people got hashtag mad, hashtag online at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I, they're older. Uh, they're, they're, you know, Sean Richardson didn't come back, and I, I thought that was a big loss for the defensive line. I, I just, 
Recrest? Well, I just they're like Hans Gruber hanging off of that watch and they building, right? <laughs> Looking up at them. They're at that point right now. They're fall. They're free falling, dude. Off Nakitoa, Nakatoe Plaza. <laughs> it is I, Christmas season, by the way. That is a, that is a Christmas movie. Die Hard is a Christmas, Christmas movie. Absolutely, yeah. hundred percent. All right, there we go. Yeah. We agree across the board. All right. Yeah, it's it's bad, man. And you know, uh, somebody asked today, uh, will, will the Vikings win a Super Bowl with Mike Zimmer? And I, I'm kind of of the opinion if they don't get it done this year, it's it's probably not going to happen because. You, you can kind of see the defense aging. Harrison Smith was a little like a step slower. We've talked about Rhodes ad nauseum. There's questions about Trey Waynes. Are they going to re-sign him? Is Rhodes coming back? You know, the the defensive line has – the well, the interior defensive line has some issues. Well, it kind of feels right now that it's going to be a – it kind of feels right now that this is going to be a, a very different defensive line next, next year. year. It should be. It will be. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, they got they got four games to figure it out, and and then hopefully four more in the playoffs. But we'll see. Yeah, they are still eight and four. They're in the thick of things, so they could, you know, they don't control their own destiny for a bye or the division crown. We're going to need a little bit of help, but still, they're eight and four, and they're not. Well, they do for a bye. If they went out, they're not they've the bank. They've closed so. the bye. No, they won't. If they win out, yes. No, they won't. Why not the bye? Green Bay at twelve and four. Disregard. Um, I was thinking, wild card. No, if they win out, they have a chance to catch Green Bay. If Green Bay loses a division oh. game between now and then. See, and this is what irritates me about other than the Vikings, they have to lose to either Detroit or Chicago. You're a mean one. <laughs> this is what irritates me about losing that Seattle game, because they had, they, they've lost control of their own destiny. I mean, realistically, the Vikings are going to be the number six seed because they they by losing to Seattle. Well, I mean, San Francisco's the five seed now, but they they they're still two games behind San Francisco for the five seed with four to play. Huge game. That was a um, huge loss. They they. That's another NFC game they lost. They still have, you know, the three division games and, and the but and they get the three division games at home and the Chargers on the road. I, I still I still have a feeling the Vikings aren't gonna win out. I think they're gonna drop one more game and finish eleven and five. But that's just me. I, well, I just kinda have that feeling being a Vikings fan, they they still got a clunker left in them, don't you? That's kind yeah. of vibe. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think I, I I'll tell you going to LA clunking. Yeah, LA that's, game that's it. That's the Charger game. It's scaring me right now. I heard. I was listening to Pro Football Talk or one of the other ones. They were. Uh, they're talking about setting um, the Chargers quarterback down. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, setting him down and bringing in their backup because they, they've got nothing to play for the rest of the season. Scary team. Those ones that have nothing to play for. Well, and you bring in a backup, and what happens when the Vikings play a backup? Or oh, shredded. First yeah. things first. And on grass, of, that game's on grass. Take care of the blow, baby. We gotta take care of the blow. Yeah. First things first is Sunday because this is no walk in the park either. 
Yeah. Like Ted said, he was moving the ball against the Bears. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Bears have a better defense than us. Yeah. So it's getting almost 300 on the Bears. The Vikings better not be a bunch of blowhards and drop the ball. You better get it together. <laughs> big challenge. It's going to be a big challenge. But we are back at home. And uh, where our fans make a difference. If a team runs on you like that, the next week you're shutting down the run. So I'm kind of hoping for the bounce back there. Yeah, let's hope so. I got a stat for you. Hit me. Home records. There are only two teams that are undefeated at home. Home records? Home I know records. Oh. This season, 2019, there are only two teams that are undefeated at home. Minnesota Vikings are one of them. And? And? Patriots. Bingo. No, lost. Oh, it's the Patriots? Yeah, at home. They haven't lost in Foxborough. Well, that oh. one right out of Easter. <laughs> I looked that up this morning. So let's keep that home uh, record home going. Going. I think they will win. I mean, it just – I will say that the Vikings have done a pretty good job this year. Um, of when they've had a good game, the following week they bounced back and and had had a bad game. They bounced back and had a good game. You know when they when they lost to uh, the Packers, they came back and, and blew out the Raiders. When they lost to the Bears, they came back and blew out whoever, not the Raiders, somebody. I don't know. It was earlier in the year. Um, when they lost to the Chiefs, they came back the next week and won. Uh, so we'll see. I I just. Ah. That just that Monday night game irritates me. That, that well, I, Lions, Lions defense is bad, though, guys. It's bad. What are they ranked? What's the Lions defense ranked? Right. Lions are ranked 29th overall. The Lions are ranked 30th against the pass and 23rd against the run. Wow. So they are on the lower end of everything. So, so really, I guess, no. I guess the Lions are not respecting the process that Matt Patricia is instilling. <laughs> Up straight. Football Outsiders has them a little bit higher. Give me higher a quick injury rundown, guys. What's going on with the injuries for the Vikings? You guys got any word on anything? I haven't seen an injury report other than what BFF showing. Dalvin Cook has said he's definitely playing. He's he yes. reiterated that again that he's he's going to play. Period. Dot. So I don't know. I haven't seen an injury report today. What Who fills in for him? Who comes in for him again? Rashad Hill, who I thought. All things considered, going up against Jadavian Clowney with really just getting backup reps during the week, I, I know he's one of the lower, lowest graded PFF scores, but I I thought he did okay. I, I don't I don't think Hill's a long term answer. I think Reef is obviously much better. I think Reef had a pretty good season actually, all things considered. Um, but but Hill Hill did okay. I mean, it, it wasn't great. It wasn't, but it wasn't you know Matt Khalil like. There was no. The Seattle Seahawks got zero sacks. Yeah. I mean, I thought the line did okay. I, Cousins had plenty of time to set up and throw. Yeah, coming in to go up against Clowney, that's no easy chore. I no. Mean, well, okay. And then there's, of course, Thielen. That's always, we're all waiting for him to come back. Yeah. And uh, our Holmes, undisclosed questionable. Jalen Holmes? Mm-hmm. And Kentrell yeah. Brothers, injury report for seven years. <laughs> no, he actually got a tackle last week. I saw the box score. I pinned it up on my wall. 
Special teams, baby. Special teams. That's right. Those count too. Special yes, teams count they too. Do. Mm-hmm. And well, speaking of special teams, I looked at football outsiders to see in depth on special teams because we have a special teams issue, in my opinion, humble opinion. That's what you get when you put a lieutenant in charge of shit. Yeah, that's true. Detroit <laughs> is ranked tenth overall on special teams. I never see the special um, teams ratings rankings. Um, they yep. they dropped, but uh, the Vikings are 18th, holding steady. They're okay, I mean, yeah, Bailey missed that extra point, but I, I gotta say he's had a pretty good year. Yeah, but it's just that. that. It's goal. just that when Hughes goes back to receive punts, that scares me because he seems to handle it different every single we, time. Yeah, he calls for a fair catch, but I mean, how he physically catches the ball seems odd. And it's just we have we have fumbled more kicks than any team in the league, Ted. And then kick the, returns. We lead the league in kick return fumbles. Yes, we do. Can't do that this Sunday. And that whole thing. You, you cannot. Pump. You cannot give what? What are the? What are the? What are the lines? Three nine and one. You cannot yeah. give a three nine and one team turnovers, a short field, and and hope. You you must you must stuff out hope. Early. early. I mean, yeah, because they, they got to come out. Honestly, I'm not even kidding. They got to come out like that Miami game. That you know, the first game, Stefanski was the offensive coordinator last year. Remember when they went out and scored touchdowns on their first three drives, went up 21 nothing, and the game was pretty much over before halftime. They got to do that this Sunday. I, as, just as much, just as much for them, the Vikings, uh, as it is to to uh, disrespect the process. Matt Patricia is trying so to you're, still. What you're saying is, the Vikings can't beat themselves. Yes. Exactly. They when can't the, beat themselves. Come on. Got to go out. You're and racist, Jake Lover. Where does this team ever beat themselves? <laughs> I, yeah, you can't give them any extra life. No life. And in that in that Miami game, it went from twenty-one nothing to twenty-one seventeen. So the Vikings are they'll they'll give you a chance regardless of where you're at. And we don't stomp teams out, but yeah, we need to take care of the football because we. Did enough of that in Seattle. We coughed it up too many times. The Vikings just need to get fun, back to fundamentals with their run. Everything. Shit can that game. Throw it away. You're 8-4. and four, You're going home. Kick their ass like you're supposed to. Yeah. Everybody needs to look at the guy next to them, the defense in roads or whatever, and go, forget this. We're not doing this shit anymore. The Vikings are down to giving up 20 points a game. The Vikings have never given up 20 points a game, I don't think, in the Zimmer era. They've never averaged that. I don't think so either. And they're down to 20.2 starting this week. Come on. They're better than this. they got better players than this, David. They do. Speaking of games, normally we do trivia at this point in the show. But since it's the second go-around with the Detroit Lions, we're going to skip trivia. We did it the first time. Go watch our show. It's in the, it's in the stream feed. Anyways, we do have something new for you. What is it, Drew? That was a really good intro. I want to give my challenge flag thing, but we'll do that later. We got the $20,000 pyramid. That's Mm -hmm. the music cue. What do you want for the Lions version or the alumni version? We got two two games today. Let's do the Lions. Let's do the Lions one. You got one minute on the clock. 
I'll start this clock, unless Dave wants to keep track. We're just going to let you answer through, and then there's not going to be a timer at the end. We're just going to look and see how long it took you. Okay. That way you get to have all the questions. The clock will start at the end of my first question asked. You ready? Yep. Question one. Gary Muller, Dick Geron, Marty Morningweg. Coaches. Lions coaches. Exactly right. Next question. Dutch Clark, Bobby Lane, Doak Walker, Joe Schmidt, Chuck Hughes, Barry Sanders. Former run, Lions Pro running backs. All, all, Detroit Lions Hall of Famers. Yes. Number three. Disaster. Five starting quarterbacks. Five different starting quarterbacks. Kevin Smith, leading rusher. Calvin Johnson, leading receiver. Only 16 season. That's right. <laughs> Two more. Since 1961. Twice per year. Only one in the NFC North without a head-to-head -head postseason meeting. Uh, they have not. They've Landry never won the NFC North. Chuck Norman, Dexter Bussey. Say that again. Joe Cap versus Dexter Bussey. Forget that That's question. Kidding. 1969. Yes. Last, Chris Claiborne, Riley Reef, Chris Lewinsky, Amir Abdullah. Former Lions players. players that have played for the Lions and the Vikings. 106. Ah! <laughs> you got them all. That's pretty, so the reason we're going up with the time is so we can track your record every week. Oh, okay. Because we okay. we're probably going to do this game again. It's right. a good game. I like okay. it. Okay. You're throwing my bird here. Jeffrey's trying to bite me. Now we get to the alumni. He just wants some camera time. Yes, he does. He's really angry right now. Okay. Here we go with the alumni version. Now, Ted, remember, these, these are all draft picks by the Vikings, not just guys who played for the Vikings, guys that were drafted by the Vikings. Okay. I'm going to name players. You're going to tell me what school they came from. Oh, okay. We clear the timer, and it will start after I read the first couple names on this list. Number one, first team, Asher Allen, Blair Walsh, Greg Blue. Georgia. Tark yes. Number two, Harrison Smith. Alan Florida Page. Day. Yes. Number three, Doug Kingsrider. Carl Eller. Noel Jenke. Minnesota. Yes. Three for three. Number four, Jasper Brinkley. Troy Williamson. South Carolina. Yes. Number five, Brian Robeson. Chris Boyd. Texas. Yes! Number six, last one. Tuffy, they get harder as you go. Brian Habib. Rick Fenny. Doug Martin. Tim Meamber. Mark Stewart. That I can't give you anymore because that's all that were drafted by this school. Come on, baby. Rick Fenny and Doug Martin. Fenny, Fenny. I can't remember what school he went to. Penn oh. State. What? Penn State. No, that's incorrect. I tried to go... Nebraska. I tried to go one school from each conference is how I tried to do it. This was a Pac-10 school. Oh, so that would have been... USC? No. Washington? Yes. It was Washington. It was Washington? But you did not... That it didn't count, though. Oh, well. Your record, but you got 106 that's on this. That's what we're going to chart. One minute and six seconds is like your record on like the other one was. But the other one was points. 
we got all sorts of different tabulations here. <laughs> we like the trivia. We like that you guys play the trivia. But uh, that was really well done. You're naming. You knocked the shit out of those first five. You had the first five in 42 seconds. Yeah, really? Yeah. So I, I knew I was going to make the Washington win the last one because that was pretty tough. Yeah, that was. That was a tough one. Hard to remember the great Brian Habib played his college ball. <laughs> he was what, a guard? Was he? He, he was a guard. Oh, well. Let's do a biking challenge for Sunday. What do you guys want to see? Throw your challenge. Uh, are we throwing the challenge flag out? Uh-huh. Yeah. Dave, you go first. What's your Viking challenge? God. I, I, I want to see success. That's it. Uh, no, I want to see good communication on that Viking defense. Okay. Period. They can miss. What's your Viking? They can get beat, but as long as they're communicating, I'll be happy. Here's my challenge flag, and I don't have anything to throw. The Vikings have five sacks. Uh, yeah, five sacks in their last three games. Five. That's they got one week 10 against Dallas. The next week against the Broncos, they got two. And against the Seahawks, they got two. That's five in three games. That's not good enough. That's not In my book, that's not good enough. Yeah, I'd like to see Hunter go over 10 this week. No, they had 50 sacks last year. They're on pace to break that. They were until they ran into this slow. They got 33 right now. We had 50 last year. So my challenge is to see at least four sacks this weekend. That would that would please me. Four. I think they could get them back into the swing. They had five against Kansas City, and then it dropped off. And we've had five the last three weeks. So I want to see four sacks by the defense. I don't care who gets them. Just get it. Well, I'd like to see Hunter, I think, is sitting at nine and a half. I think Griffin's at eight, and I think Odenigbo's uh, at four. Knock his blow in the dirt. That's all I want to see, man. I want him to get blowed over. <laughs> What's your challenge, Ted? My challenge is to the Minnesota Vikings coaching staff. Mike Zimmer, Kevin Stefanski, George Edwards. Specifically Mike Zimmer. I, I, I just feel like this team has not been as prepared as they should be in recent games. I, 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 don't, know, I don't know if it's an in-game adjustment thing. I, I find it hard to believe. They, they, I, I think they were very well prepared to play Seattle Monday night. They came out, they played very strong to begin the game, both on offense and defense. They took a 17-10 lead into halftime. I'm not sure what happens. I don't know if Zimmer has an affinity to players like we talked about with Rhodes, or if he just doesn't want to see what is obvious to, to what seems what seems obvious to, to just casual observers like us, that there are noticeable declines in play in players. Play the best guys that give you a chance to win and roll with those guys. And if a guy is not doing well, one of the guys that can do it, but he's not, like Dave said and Drew said, bench him. Put him on the side. See if see if somebody else can't do the job. And if, and if the guy can't, if nothing else, you'll send a message to the guy that's not performing. And I, I think that went well. Maybe message received to, to Rhodes late in the game against Seattle. Maybe by then I think it was too late. So let's not wait until you're down by two scores and you're playing this drastic come-from-behind catch-up. Do it early before the game gets out of hand. That's really well. So we got that's really well said. Coaching consistency. We got Dave with the player communication and me with the flat-out sacks. Now that sounds like a damn good plan for a win. It does. I let's see. 
Red flag, baby. <laughs> what the hell is that? No, it's the the holder for my my ID. Oh, I thought it was a barf oh. bag from the bar, from the hotel no. bar. <laughs> no, it's not. Wear around your neck in the exhibit hall. Chad, thank you for doing the show while being on the road. You okay, no real game, real gamer, dude. Yep. It's really going above and beyond. No problem, fellas. With that, we'll wrap this up. Going into Sunday, playing the Detroit Lions. Last last words there, Drew. I say meow, meow, Viking cow. And I will see you cats on the ITR flip-flop. Later. <laughs> Ted. Super Bowl homeboy, we'll see you back in St. Louis come Sunday. Let's <laughs> go. Oh, yeah. Never. Never.